funny friends podcast it is a blistery 82 degrees here in nashville tennessee today i've sweat through a shirt already i have not gone outside yet drew has not gone outside yet (laughs) but you know what hey exciting stuff drew let's kick this up first off let me introduce my my second one and only (laughs) my second 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 only drew harrison hi drew hey buddy how you doing Good. We are one month out. From one month, buddy. How you taping. feeling? You've been one... uh, you've been tearing up the road. You've been you've been honing in the material. One month out. How yeah. does Will Abel's feel? Well, I so I did a show in Louisville last Friday, and that okay. was my first real chance to run all of it. Okay. And okay. I, yeah. And how'd, I've never had a good show in Louisville. <laughs> yeah. So how many, how, so, what, what are you over? What were you over? How many shows have, have gone oh, bad? Just over two. Okay. Over, over, right. over two and over 2.5. The, the, the one like wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't great. Like everyone was just kind of okay. too drunk to be at a comedy show. <laughs> like, um, why are y'all here? <laughs> yeah. It was it, this weird thing where it was pride weekend. And the first half were the people that didn't want to go support the pride parade. Oh, and the no. second show were the people coming from the pride parade <laughs> and they were trashed. So it was a very two very different audiences. Wow! Yeah, one. yeah. So okay, that's, that's why I say two point five. Yeah, that's brutal. The cards were stacked against you on that one. Yeah. So I ran fifty minutes or so. Okay. Dropped three jokes. Two of them are like big jokes, like long jokes. I added a couple that I won't be doing on the special. I just was using them as like fluff. Did a little, like very little yeah. crowd work. Uh, okay. So after that, I'm feeling very good. Now it's okay. about sitting down tagging some stuff up and just figuring out the order because that was one thing I haven't quite done yet. Yeah. And now are you running a grouper? It, do you, do you like, yeah, because it just has together? to make some, yeah. Cause I do stories. Right. So it has to right. make some kind of sense. And that was the thing as I, as I was going through it, I was like in my head, I'll be like, Oh, that had, that should have gone earlier. That should have been there. So I'm kind of figuring out like I'm, blocking them i'm like okay this section's nashville this section's new york this section's family this section's relationship this is the end yeah like yeah, okay. it has kind of a theme behind it um and now that i've had i have the list written out i can go back and go okay let's put here put that there and i think i have i think like seven or eight more chances to run it in its entirety oh plus wow, okay that is yeah, so plus huge, the long man, walks and, now that now mm-hmm. thinking back now i wish i got to run mine more so that's nice yeah, but yours was so polished. But I'd never got to do it in its entirety. The first time I did it from start to finish was was the Friday, Friday night right? when we were recording yeah. on Saturday. And so, like Saturday morning, I'm changing things up. Like ah, I can drop that joke because it is nice. Because you mm-hmm. think you got a big group of jokes, and you're like, this is 45, maybe. And then you get the light yeah. at 45 to get off of your headliner set. And you're like, I haven't done it. And you're like, oh, I wrapped this up. Yeah. yeah. And so, 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 and you know, you like to close was, strong. So if you cut your closer, I, you definitely got to go back and 
trim something else out to add that. So sure. And uh yeah, so Louisville was great, but honestly, what really got me like, oh, this is gonna be good was Cafe Coco on Monday because okay. I did Shout 20 minutes Brandon at the end Gerald. of that. Brandon Gerald did a great job producing that. They packed nice. the standing room only, Cafe Coco on Monday I saw. night. That's awesome. But the only thing that made me nervous was he overbooked the show. Oh. Uh, so there was like nine of us total, and I'm supposed to do 20 minutes at the end. Everyone's doing eight minutes. That is usually that's a bit rough. Yeah. Everyone you don't did, want everyone an did hour of comedy before you, if you're doing a lot, if it's not a showcase. Right. But everyone did like great. A showcase when you just doing double time. <laughs> Yeah, really, that's all it was. Yeah. But yeah, no, everyone did great. They had three comics from New Orleans who really mixed it oh, up. Wow, okay. Um, he he actually did the lineup really well in like in terms of some of the local guys mixing them in at the right spots and and you know it was fa- it was fantastic. I actually had a fan there. Someone was wearing a Lataf shirt, which I didn't what? see because of the way the lighting was. But they what? reached out. So I'm so little things like that. I'm like, all right, I'm starting to get a little pumped about it. Universe nudging you I just a little bit, keep the like ego in check. Yeah, right. We don't yeah. need. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, but we got we got to keep the Will Abel's ego in check because when he hits when he hits a hundred, it's it's game over for everybody, <laughs> including me. <laughs> Self sabotage. Uh, well, today, yeah. man, I thought we could talk about uh, kind of building off of what we talked about last week with with our lovely guest Jeff Tice. Such a great episode. Mm-hmm. So much fun talking to him. If you haven't, yeah, checked if you get a chance, go back and listen to it. For yeah. sure, because it's and Jeff he, is making the flyer for me. Oh, that's awesome! That is fantastic. He is making the flyer. Yeah, we we've had a con- we've had a couple conversations. I should be getting it tomorrow. I'm pumped. Awesome. And uh, so, kind of like when I first started getting into stand up comedy, like not even doing stand up comedy, but like finding comics that I enjoyed listening to, and listening to full albums and seeing what all was out there. I followed like John Panette and 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 tom segura and a very early on like hannibal burris so i didn't know that you wanted to parlay comedy into other things like the end goal is to kind of be a host on a tv show or you get a tv show or you're in movies yeah yeah or you're in a a, you're in a sitcom or yeah because growing up we were writing about this a little bit that because i was a big sports guy growing up obviously you can see all the stuff behind me still am the my celebrities were athletes and mm-hmm. they either did commercials and that you could tell the acting was very bad <laughs> yeah because yeah. they're know, just like, doing yeah yeah their agent got them this and they're trying to make some extra money right and then it became clothing lines and shoes yeah and then they you know we had a couple rappers you know Shaq had the rap album a couple rappers and he had shazam so he did go into acting as well he did he did and i think there's a reason he didn't he didn't continue doing acting i think he does commercials so that's that's well so here's an interesting thing about Shaq, though is when he retired and maybe it was because he knew how bad he was at an actor although i like that movie i think it's for what it is it's it's great (laughs) i can't remember but to be honest with you i i might I, i might get it i might be getting the school wrong but I'm pretty sure Shaq enrolled at Syracuse and took um, a broadcast journalism class so that he smart. could become a better smart uh, sports get at your craft. Yeah, you can, I think sh- you, you can be given yeah. all those opportunities, but if you suck, 
Your name can only yeah. get you so far. Or, or like vice versa. Like when remember, like they gave Tony Romo a shot, and then you found out he's like the best commentator of all time. <laughs> well, so follow up to that fell off. He actually had to have a meeting at the end of the season because oh. he's not doing that well. That's how little See, football so I watch is that I missed He that started one. off what, what, you know, he, flashing the pant. I mean, the rumors are out there. You know, the age of the internet, the rumors what, are going to fly. Rumors are, are cheating he's, on his wife or something? No, he's like drinking in the booth. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Drink in the booth. You're watching a football game. Bro, if I'm, but also, they're getting paid six figures. Maybe uh, wait till after the game. <laughs> I don't know. Like if my option is a drunk Tony Romo or um Joe Buck, I'm going drunk Tony Romo every <laughs> or Chris, single you can throw time. Chris Collinsworth in there too. Good God, man. Yeah. But but to to our point, we didn't see a lot of athletes yeah. go into other stand up comedies. Stand up comedy and then, you know, like hosting TV shows. Yeah. Like Yeah. And it, yeah. But as the same, but it's nice, like as former athletes become those commentators you know mm-hmm. stand-up comics are becoming more and more mainstream like stand-up comics gonna get a late night spot if it opens up stand-up yeah. like drew carey is hosting price is right i think that's price huge is right yeah and he had and he had uh who's lines in any way prior to that yes but i just think more and more we're getting like the comics are out there that you know those jobs wouldn't have gone to stand-up comics 20 years ago. Yeah, I, well, I think with, like, game show hosting, historically, that's always been comedians, right? I mean, I don't know about Bob Barker being a, a well, That's what I'm saying. Like, I seem like, like all those 70s game show hosts were, like, they just found a guy that was good at being a game show host. Yeah, yeah, and then the comics But maybe not on, 20 like, years like, ago, uh, maybe 50 years ago. Yeah, like Hollywood Squares, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas like they would have, but that, that was like, that was like everybody, but yeah, you really don't see, I mean, that was sort of like, well, I guess, I guess to, to your point, we're, we're seeing, cause we're seeing canceled actors now become standup comedians, but also like TI is trying wrestlers. Yeah. Reality stars. Um, I mean, YouTubers, they're their, their own breed, obviously, but like right. TI is doing standup. Right. Now, yeah. something we talked about uh, towards the end of last season, but yeah, you don't see any athletes coming out of you know a 15 year career and going i think i want to try i think i want to try stand-up comedy i think i want to get on the road it looked like we had one there for a second blake griffin was trying to do stand-up comedy oh blake was i was in new york when he was doing that yeah so did you ever see him i never got to see him he um i missed him once like I forget what it was like. It was like I was on the early show. He was in the late show or something like that. And I just skedaddled as soon as my set was over. But I do remember like friends tagging him constantly being like, just followed Blake Griffin. And and but from what I remember hearing is he wasn't terrible. And like he seems he like he's like, got he's a, a charismatic personality. Like he's a naturally funny guy. Yeah. yeah. And it seemed like he was actually trying to put in the work a little bit of like writing and doing the thing. So it didn't bother me too, too much. But uh, yeah, I forgot. Man, I would have completely forgotten about that. If he you he kept, it. from what I saw, he kept doing it when he got traded to Detroit. But now he's yeah, like playing for Boston. So I don't know. Do you, like, you can speak, you like, imagine? you've done Boston. Like, could, could, like, how would a Boston crowd 
respond to like an athlete getting up and doing stand up? Well, so this is so again, I've performed in Boston a couple years. And when I started in Boston, it was still kind of like like Philly and Boston were two tough crowds, you know, and I think historically they probably still are a tough crowd, but they're also like, if you're good Same at it, they give you respect. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I mean, it translates very, very similarly, but with, with Blake Griffin, I feel like if he's playing well and they're winning games and he's doing stand up, they're going to love him because Boston loves their own, right? Like if KG was like, Hey, I'm doing stand up comedy. He would have sold out every yeah. single night, hands down. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he would he would do that anyway. But yeah. but I feel like if he's playing like crap and the team's losing, he's not going to get a a single titter. Right. Like it's going to be like get fuck get back in the fucking gym, <laughs> like go do some layups. What are you doing here? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think I don't think it even matters if he's funny or not. I think it matters on how the team's playing. Fair. Like and like, I mean, no more top. They're top of their, the you know, like they're the heart of Boston again, you know. They're top yeah. of the NBA, so yeah, like 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 no more Garcia Para could go up to an open mic <laughs> no and my. get a standing ovation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that guy? I hadn't seen him like talk about because I think he did the commentator thing for a little bit, but I haven't seen him in years. I don't know. I know he's married to Mia Ham. I don't know if they're still married. Are you? But he's oh, married I to Mia Hamm. Forgot about that. You and so I would guess they're just doing the mom and dad just thing. hanging out. Mia Hamm still pops up in a like commercial what? every now and then. Yeah, she does. And then I, I feel like I think she does commentary for women's soccer, but okay, I, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, she's the she's the Michael that, Jordan of women's soccer. So yeah, a lot of the like that winning team, they all kind of come around every World Cup and they do a lot of commentary, and it's I I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing them again oh, because man. they're like, yeah, this team's good, but you know, like we were the best. <laughs> we were the best. There was a shirt when I would go to you to Chapel Hill and hang out and watch, you know, UNC basketball, and we caught a women's soccer uh, game, and they used to have this shirt at the Shrunken Head Boutique, which is like the go-to sports merch place in Chapel Hill mm -hmm. that had the women's soccer championships on the back and they won like 14 out of 17. So when they didn't win, it was like, oh, oops, yeah. <laughs> it's like national champion, national champion, oops, national champion, national champion. I can't speak for, for it currently, but when I was growing up and when my sister was playing for this club, um, Bethesda is a uh, youth soccer program. Okay. Uh, they're a club team and they're, they were like the guys that I would play with. Like if they played at Bethesda, you were like, oh, this guy's good. But the women's d division was like, like, I forget like what the number was, but at some point, like on the women's national team, like 14 of them had come out of Bethesda. Oh, wow. Just a funnel. System. Yeah. And, and my sister was pretty good growing up, but I think she played on the B team, if I remember. And those teams were like insanely good. Like I would watch and I was like, oh my God, these girls are so good. So yeah, there was a point where, and I don't know if it's still like that because the, the sports become so popular. You know, like yeah. cause at that time, if you just like focus, you could be like the best club team in the country. Right. Because there was just, you know, it is what it is. But right. Yeah, I do remember the Bethesda team having just like a ton of people on the U.S. women's national team. That's crazy, man. Like none of them are doing stand up comedy, though. <laughs> so I was Although just saying, like, that. I tried to find it. Like the only other thing I can see is, you know, Brendan Schaub, who's an MMA fighter who became a stand up. Well, like I if can't find any other town, like, athletes. Oh yeah, 
Well, I mean, I'm sure really they're out there. It. You know, like shout out to Corey Knox. Go check out his episode. Former NFL yep. player turned stand-up comedian. So I'm sure there's been plenty, but I'm talking like I think like to reach like a certain height in both. I don't know if you remember this, but at Third Coast here in town, um, the goalkeeper from the Nashville soccer team, not Nashville soccer club, showed up. Wow! And I don't know if he was like the backup or the the main guy, but he showed up and did like a set and like brought some friends and stuff. I think he like lost a bet or he like lost um lost like uh his um fantasy league or something uh see that's the crazy thing man is is it's a punishment sometimes like but stand-up comedy can be thing. so scary yeah. that if you can lose a bet to your friends and have to do stand-up yeah yeah and i i feel like because yeah, you're right there's not a lot of athletes that i can think of off the top of my head i'm sure there's some like former almost made it guys like like kind of like you know like Corey when he was talking about it but um I also think a lot of these the football to that was such rugby to WWE like wow I didn't and I didn't know most of it oh but um I feel like a lot of these guys go into instead of doing stand-up they do one-man shows because remember Mike Tyson had a one-man show for a long time that's what a lot of the old wrestlers are doing because you you know uh, I know some comics that have opened up for Mick Foley and while he is funny yeah he does a lot of stories and now he's retired the undertaker. He just launched his one man show and he's calling it like a, no one, way. a dead man show. I think that's one dead man show. I would call it dead man walking. Yeah, it might be what he, I don't know what he called, uh, but he, he debuted it in Montreal. Uh, At JFL last, last weekend. No, not even. Not, uh, it was a wrestling. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that would be all of us to yeah. JFL. Oh, that would make I sense. wouldn't be that yeah, mad about sense. it. I wouldn't be that mad about it. When um when I kept going home to uh Hagerstown like in 2018, 2019, and even even now when I go down, one thing I was learning is that there's a lot of pro wrestlers in the area that are doing stand-up comedy. Like um uh Corey Bush and Tate Griffin and a guy named Nick Tide. And Nick Tide's like an older wrestler too. So he like was around it. Like I've looked some of their stuff up and I'm like, oh, these guys are like guys. Uh, but that was a an interesting conversation I had with them, and I don't know. I'm, I'm sure, like, with someone like the Undertaker, it's got to be very different. But I remember asking them, I was like, "Do fans come to see comedy?" And they were like, "Actually, they want to keep it separate." Oh, so so they actually don't like going to see their stand up because it's a different character, I guess. I don't really know what the reasoning is behind it, but I, but if they were saying so they like, got to yeah, get a like, whole other fill- audience. Mm-hmm. Like I know one of them, uh, the one I mentioned, Corey Bush. I know he can bring an audience uh, still, but I remember Tate was telling me he's like, yeah, I just have a hard like. He's like, you know, as a producer, he felt like any show I've done with him always had a full room, but he it wasn't at necessarily fans. It was just like being good at producing. Oh wow! But that's also a that... muscle I think that like yeah that would make that would make sense to translate as a wrestler as being a good producer, right? Because yeah. you're doing everything yourself, you're promoting yourself. I mean, yeah, that makes total sense to me. That just blows my mind. Not only like people that can not only succeed at one thing that is incredibly hard, but then turn around and succeed at a whole nother thing that's incredibly hard. Because we see a lot oh of God. these celebrities that become stand up comedians, they carry over their fame. And, you know, it's bigger podcast numbers from the get go, bigger fan numbers, bigger draw. Because, I mean, I opened for a canceled celebrity and he, he sold out because of his name. Yeah, yeah yeah no one i guarantee you yeah. no one had seen him stand up before that was there that night 
he just was a name and he sold out and i but like what you're talking about to succeed at something and then realize that that's not going to (laughs) translate but then still succeed at it It, but yeah yeah what what i'm also finding interesting is like you know and i feel like it had like a bit of momentum and it's sort of slowed down but the old school guys that have been at a comedy for 20 plus 30 plus years because they're some of the biggest names in the world, like Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Right. right. And I, I, I was liking that, like right before. So when, you know, the movie Dolomite, uh, Dolomite is my name. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Great inspirational movie. Honestly, like whenever I'm feeling too down about stand up, I watch it. Cause it's just such a great movie about perseverance. But while doing that, Eddie was like, Oh, I kind of miss stand up. And I don't know what's happened with it. I haven't seen anything about it, but he was prepping to do another special. Okay. And, and and that was around the time Jerry Seinfeld was back and doing it and like, you know, Spade and like all these guys are coming back. And I find that interesting. Like, like, like Sandler, like Sandler's came back and it didn't miss a beat. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, that's one of the first albums I, I ever listened to comedy. Yeah. When I found out, oh, you can put an album out. Oh. Right. But that's like the closest thing we have to like, like, you know, if you're, if you're a lot of canceled celebrities are doing stand up or whatever. Um, I feel like that's going away. That's more. the closest thing we have. Like, I think that. Oh, yeah, sure. Peak and it's falling back down. I think a lot of them are going back yeah. to movies or they're hiding or whatever. They're just going to go have a life in Europe. But I, f- I feel like that's the closest to celebrities doing stand up that we're getting like 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 true celebrities not like like sure there's a lot of reality show guys that are like they'll come they'll sell out a room and then they'll go to the next city and sell out a room and then they don't come back right yeah but i feel like there's a lot like the like the celebrities are actually working like formerly working comedians that are they're they're set on money and they're just like i want to go back to my roots and have some fun you know i mean wouldn't that be a blast i I would love you you become a yeah you know a stand-up act that people want to see then you translate that into a, an, another entertainment career, albeit a game show host or TV show host or actor in movies, or you get a TV show. And then you're sitting in your mansion one day and you're like, you know what? Oh God, I'm bored. I haven't done stand up in like 20 years. Ah. Well, and, and like, so take like Jay Leno, who's touring again and he's co- touring constantly. But like, if I'm I, Jay Leno, I have as much money as he has. I'm going back in the stand-up because I'm not grinding like I used to. I'm not on the tour bus. I'm taking my private jet, landing at Hagerstown's airport. I'm going to go do the theater. I'm going to get back in my private jet, and I'm in L.A. by the next day. You know. <laughs> like, I was saying about this the other I, day because you, you set goals for yourself, and you're like, I mean, I'm pushing 40. I'm not trying to do the, the futon run in my 40s. <laughs> you know, like There's layers yeah. to this stuff, and – there's one thing, like you said, going back into doing stand up and packing in your tiny little car and sleeping on your friends' couches to do shows in other towns for a couple bucks. But yeah, if I'm staying yeah. in the nicest hotels and I got the nicest like, travel from city to city, okay. That um, that's been something because you know I took that time off and I was pretty much off the road for. A lot of it. And the one time I did was Richmond at Sandman Comedy Club, which was very fun. But they put me up in a hotel. So it was like, you know, it was different than, from how it used to be. Right. But that's been a fun thing is traveling around with Brandon recently because I've always been the driver. 
yeah. or or like if it's you and I, we try and split it or whatever. Yeah. But I've always been the driver, and that's like really what grinds you down is the driving yourself. Mm-hmm. And Brandon's driving the entire time, so now I'm like re inspired to get back on the road because I'm like, I, I feel bad because like the last. After the Louisville show, like, you know, I, I I was like talking to him for about an hour and then I just was like, yeah, well, I feel like I just did comedy for an hour and then I just passed out for an hour, woke up had a half an hour left and then we're back in Nashville. And I was like, this is not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's over there like, ah, ah wake up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. 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 Different. Huge difference. Huge difference. I can see how having With- success prolongs you staying in the game mentally and yeah 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 well look and if if i'm at like i know bergazzi's on a tour bus right and he's on a tour bus with like his friends like that really appeals to me like that sounds like a lot of fun of like being on that tour bus getting around like that that sounds great um what i was going to ask you is if you could pick athlete to do stand-up who would you like pay to go see i mean to be honest with you i think Shaq could put together a pretty funny show like, I almost yeah. would like to see him and Barkley do like a two man thing. Like, I think that would be. Oh, that would be very absolutely funny. hilarious. I feel like LeBron. There's a could lot do of it. athletes that are. I, I did enjoy LeBron's acting in Trainwreck. Yeah. I thought he was magnificent. I think John Cena. I mean, that's the wrestler, but I think John Cena eventually could have a funny show. Uh, I think yeah. low key, The Rock's pretty funny. The Rock is funny, but I don't need to see him do stand up because I don't need to see the microphone looking this big. He's too, yeah, he's too muscular and <laughs> handsome for stand up. Like it, it would just be so uncomfortable. You'd be like, oh, God, he's going to break that poor microphone. I would love to see like an old 70s baseball player that did drugs every time he played do stand up. Oh, like someone from like the Pirates? Yeah. What, the yeah, Cocaine yeah. Pirates? Yeah. Yeah. Like someone with Darryl some like, real Strawberry. Stories. Let's get Daryl Strawberry yeah. on stage. Oh yeah, I bet he has some stories. Yeah, that would be fun. I would also like to see someone that like you always thought was like a really quiet guy, like uh yeah. Mike Messina. Yeah. Or you know, like just yeah. happen to just be the silliest yeah. dude. See, you know? spent or like Randy Johnson. I can't stand. Oh, Randy. I want to hear that story about the bird. I want to hear him tell that when he blew up the bird with his pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear I want to hear firsthand how he <laughs> handled that. I feel like um, hockey players would have a very easy time transitioning into stand-up. Oh, yeah, because they would just say what they're saying in the locker room. I've been around enough hockey yeah. players to know those guys yeah. are hilarious. Oh, and like there would be... talk about just putting you on blast, man. I went back home, like home-home, like home, my hometown in North Carolina, Ponders, yeah. North Carolina, and my buddy was like, hey, we're playing pickup hockey at the local rink. I mean, we play roller hockey. It's, it's the South, you know? And uh, he's like, stop by. It's all the guys you used to play with. And I was like, oh, cool. So I get there, and there's this guy, my buddy, Paul Mills. He's a Canadian transplant, played semi-pro hockey in Canada, moved down, started an insurance company, you know, whatever. And I walk up, and I hadn't seen this guy in probably six, seven years, give or take. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, it's the famous guy. Look at this guy. He came home. Oh, famous, famous Drew Harrison. Like, just put me on blast to everyone out there. Like, like people that be like, who is this kid? Yeah, like, people didn't know me. And, like, my buddy, 
that I went out there to see in the first place was like, yeah, it's all the guys used to play with. There was like four people I knew there, man. So like out of all these 30 people, this dude's like, look at the local celebrity. I'm like, I'm shut up, Paul. So yeah, I agree with you. I think hockey players would be hilarious. Well, that's basically the show Letter Kenny, right? I mean, it's just oh, like yeah. if a bunch of hockey players got together and wrote a show, and it's so goddamn. Shorzy's great they, too. If you hadn't, seen I haven't seen Shorzy yet. Yeah, oh, see, but I know. Yeah, it's even. I I think at times it's even funnier than Letter Kenny. But I mean, I also I, pick up a lot of the hockey humor on there too. Oh, I mean, I just but even with someone who doesn't have any background in hockey, I still watch. I'm like, this is so yeah. goddamn funny, dude. Hockey players, if you ever felt the need that you needed to be around a bunch of people talking trash to you 24 seven. Right. Sign up for a local beer league team. So that, so my first encounter, and I'm glad you said that transition into a world famous Will Abel story. Ooh. But, but um, the first one, I didn't even know what beer hockey was. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. And as you know, there's a show in town or used to be RIP uh, at a local strip club. Yes. There's a comedy show here and they have two uh two comedians and then a stripper goes on and then two comedians and a stripper goes on i never got to do comedians. the show so gonna... never got to do the show oh I my never god laura would have had a blast <laughs> but it's so what's sort of funny is like you know we're performing with these strippers the strippers are just sitting with us in the booth because we're all performers like we're all yeah. equals that night you know yeah. like You're all the they made more money than i did but of course i was about to say i wouldn't say equals you know, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Financially, not equals, but <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, in terms of uh, and I wouldn't even say equals yeah. how much the as entertainers, no, not at all, yeah. no, no, no. But anyway, so it's a pretty light night, like, there's like a couple of dudes that just got out of a construction site that were definitely not expecting what was about to happen. And I saw them drinking their they got a bucket of Bud, Budweiser's, and I could see them drinking it as That's quickly never... as they could. I know so many clubs and spots do it, but the bucket of beer is never a good sign. When you see a table as a comedian with a bucket of beer, you know, don't engage. Well, they're either they not going to talk to you or they're going to talk to you too much. Right. But also, if I remember correctly, the place is BYOB. So they provide the bucket and you provide the beer. So, so are, they again, fu- are they full nude if they're BYOB? They are full nude. Oh, wow. I didn't know. we. I didn't know we had this gym down the road. No, I'm just playing. I'm past my. my yeah. Strip so. Conveniently, I didn't have to follow. I was like one of the first two comics, first three comics to go, and then the stripper went up right after me. But I got on stage, and I like jokingly showed up wearing like a wife beater tank top and uh, like my white pants, and just just playing the character. It's really, right? will ables it up. Huh? Really, will ables it up. Okay. And the other table in the room is like so. There's like the table of four construction guys. There's a couple of like you know friends of comics there, whatever. A couple of random people, and then there's a group of like ten or eleven guys that it's like four p.m. on a Sunday. I assume they were a bachelor party, but yeah. I didn't engage them to find out. Yeah. One thing that I'm very thankful for is there's I think there's like three or four strippers working the early shift, and one of them stays in the audience the entire time so that like this rowdy bachelor party, she's over there entertaining them to make sure they stay That's relatively nice. calm. That's very yeah, very nice of them. Very well thought out, to be honest. They're like, we're not going to kick them out. We're going to distract them. Yeah. So I get on stage and I start talking about like, just because I'm trying to engage the audience. I'm like, don't like breakups, that kind of stuff. And the dude's like, king of breakups right here, like points to his friend. His friend's like, yep, yep, big breakup over here. (laughs) That's what you want to be known as. Yeah. And then the guy goes, 
uh, hey, dude, I'll give you like, I think it said, I, I want to say it was like 50, but it might have been 20 bucks. But he's like, I'll give you 20 bucks, 50 bucks to take your shirt off. And I was like, you're talking to Will Abels. I would have taken my shirt off for no money. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, you over, you overpriced yourself, sir. Overdo it. So he comes over and he's like, yeah, I'm here for the beer hockey league. And I take my shirt off and I'm like, I'm like, there you go. You like that? You heathens or whatever. And then they, they keep it. I make like 80 bucks. They throw like a lot of money on stage for a six minute set. It's not bad. Seven minutes up. And then I, so then the I'm sitting there and uh, afterwards I'm like counting the money. I'm like, this is okay. It's not bad. The, the guy comes up to me again. And for some reason, just because of comedy, I was like, Oh, I upset this guy. Well, so sidebar before you continue, because this is I'm, I'm loving everything about this so far. Yep. Just so the listeners at home have a little context of the 50 50 chance that you, someone's going to fight me at a show. <laughs> you are a bro magnet after yeah. the show. They either yeah. want to tell you what you said wrong or mm-hmm. they want to get you as drunk as they are. Like in Wilmington. Current state. Yes. And luckily, Wilmington was those two bros walked over to you, and I was like, "Oh no!" And then the next thing I know, I see all three of y'all raising drinks. And I'm like, "Got their number." They were at the broiest bar that you told me we couldn't go to, which is you know fine. Yeah, <laughs> but you are right. I I attract bros very yes very very easily, yes. and you know okay. what? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. Okay. So bro, so the, continue. So the dude walks up to me, and I'm sitting at the booth, and I'm like, "Oh God, what's about to happen?" Luckily, Mike Drew is also on that show, sitting next okay. to me, and he is you a mammoth of a man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, "All right, if this goes down, I'm I'm feel safe." Yeah. So yeah. the guy's like, "Hey, do you mind if we talk to you outside?" And I'm like. For what you know, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, listen, oh, he's like, it's we loved your set. Actually, here's ten more dollars for just like putting up with my yeah, shit right now." And I'm like, "All right, so take ten bucks." He goes, "We're a traveling beer hockey league from Austin, and we're just traveling around the country playing beer hockey and just like going to every strip club we can in the country." And I was like, "Can I join?" Like, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, what do y'all need a goalie? I, I'm there. And so he took me outside. He like had a little GoPro and they were like, we're just trying to like keep the whole journey. Like, you know, we're just going to keep it all for ourselves. And I was like, yeah, sure. Nice. Whatever. So the guy like ends up recording me or whatever. And he gives me another 10 bucks. And then he like started interviewing all the other comics and just kept giving the comics money. as yeah. he was interviewing them. We and can never be know... rented. <laughs> yeah. And I never know what happened. I always wanted to see like the rest of that journey for them. But yeah. anyway, that was the first time I ever heard of beer hockey. Cause I was like, I mean, it just sounds like regular hockey to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a reason to, it's a bunch of, and I played beer hockey when I was like 1920, <laughs> you know, like our, our uh, youth league ends at 17. So they let you play trout. If you're, you know, that the, they'll recruit you to the adult team if they want you to keep playing and yeah. you know, like 18, 19, they're feeding me beers on the way to play hockey it was great so beer hockey it's just no pressure you don't care if you win or lose because it's like bragging like a hockey player will cut you off if you start bragging about being good in beer hockey like that's yeah. the best part about it but like, oh you scored three goals it's beer hockey you dipshit so yeah, it's yeah, great yeah. you know they'll keep you humble too at the same time but i had a blast playing beer league hockey too many concussions for me but i had a blast when when i was like in my 20s because I'm sure this was happening when I was like in high school and in, even younger, but I did realize that most of my dad's men's tennis team was playing men's te- men's beer tennis. <laughs> but it wasn't until I got like into college or like of drinking age that they were like, you want to come play? And I'm like, sure. They're like, do you want a beer? And I'm like, it's and then play tennis. Like, what are you talking about? If it's a, an adult sport that means nothing, 
assume yeah. beer is, or drinking is involved with like we had this running club in wilmington i only saw them don't get me wrong i didn't go oh, looking for them God. or try to join they would run from bar to bar and hang out and drink at the bar and then run to the next bar and i'm just like the, why don't you go run and then go bar hopping i i have friends back home there is a local thing in hagerstown uh where you run a mile it's a beer mile and I might not, I might be getting this wrong, but I believe you have to finish four beers in the mile or something like that. And I think what it was is like, you can either chug all the beers at the beginning and then run the mile. You can (laughs) wait until the last, like, it might actually just be one beer. It might just be one beer, but, or you can like, you can like run the mile as fast as you can, then stop and then chug it at the finish line. You can drink it while you're running like whatever you're doing yeah and chugging the and first running time... never goes well like yeah. anything and it I can remember... be water oh yeah yeah exactly so imagine just putting like a beer back and i remember my my friend and his dad did it and i'm pretty sure the dad was like he was telling me he's like i figured out the recipe like you know you get the lightest beer you possibly can you run the mile first and then you chug it all at the end and he was like and my son decided to have like an ipa oh. chug the ipa at the beginning and was Just like puking like the whole fucking yeah. run yeah, yeah. <laughs> i drank like, a Guinness. Oh let's go well on the flip side of that we're i don't i think early on in stand-up that comics kind of were their own celebrity. Like I'm thinking of like when I think of early days of of stand up comedians and and celebrity success, I think of you know Don Rickles, mm-hmm. and like yeah, jazz that, that clubs of... and roasts. Yeah, and they were kind of yeah. like viewed as like a rat pack. They didn't have to do other things. Yeah, isn't that kind of funny? Like the idea of you take like Frank Sinatra and you take. Um... Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr., who are these like singers, dancers, actors, all very good looking, talented. And then in their crew, they have like Jerry Lewis, who's like having Jim Carrey around, but like on crack, you know, <laughs> just on all the time. Like Don Rickles, who's just there. like I hate everything. But that was like their I love. Cool- Don Rickles. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I mean, I saw him. I was fortunate before he died. I saw him at, at Letterman. Oh, and- I hate you so much. That's awesome. oh, it it's he's one of those who letterman does this with that i saw it was him and robin williams and again very fortunate to see robin williams before he passed away yeah and what letterman does is it's a night off for him essentially when don rickles and 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 rob williams are there he just like basically just like asks a question and then lets them run for the rest of the interview he doesn't need to anything else he just has to keep the party going but i just think could you imagine like i guess like it celebrity culture and stand-up does kind of blend like you take like a pete davidson you know and he's hanging out with like some cool folk or whatever but yeah. for the most part you're not going to see like you know like even in town here like i don't know i can't think of who would be like like imagine if if like uh i don't know like blake shelton was just like yeah i just like hanging out with this comedian will abels <laughs> well I've, you see kid rock dips his toes in the local comedy festival every year that is true so you he see does a little that. bit of it but i think it's more because when I feel like it's been a slow build. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, comics were their own celebrity held on this pedestal. And yeah. then they kind of you stand up comedy, you know, collapsed a little bit. And then the big boom of the 80s, 
that's when comics started doing TV shows. Well, I not started, but it was more prevalent, you know, because you know, Freddie Prince Junior, uh, Freddie Prince. I'm so used to saying yeah, Freddie yeah. Prince Junior because yeah, he's yeah, of our yeah. generation. You know, like all those guys were on t on you know crossover success, but in the '80s they kept them. I feel like they kept them at arm's length. They're like, yes, you're a comedian. Yes, you can be famous. Here's your movies, but. I don't think like now we're seeing more of like the comics becoming leading men and leading yeah. ladies, like starring sure. in their movies and they can play like Jim Carrey play has some serious roles under his belt. You know, Steve oh, Carell's got Carrey's serious amazing. roles. On, like, yeah, I don't sure. think we saw that back in the eighties and nineties, you know, like, comics well, got funny roles. Well, that was the big thing with, um, Michael Keaton, right? Like yeah, that's, Batman. that's what, blew everyone's mind is like he was mr mom he was like you know a comedian and then they were like hey by the way you're gonna be batman and everyone yeah. lost their damn minds and to this day he's still one of the best batman and that's what essentially Batman's. ended his comedy career because he well, said yeah. how do you go back to doing stand-up when you're batman yeah but but the best i and that's another funny thing is if you look at Michael Keaton's career, you know, he hit a certain bubble at burst and no one would hire him for whatever reason, because he's yeah. so good. And then he takes uh, a backseat, does a supporting role on the other guys, which is a comedy and still reminded how people love. him. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. he's so good as the police captain, who's also the best buy manager. Yeah. And that was just kind of this like, oh, yeah, Michael Keaton rules. And then he yeah. gets basically a movie about himself in uh birdman and yeah. it's been i mean i don't know if you've seen the founder he's fantastic i mean he's anything he does he's good he was a bad guy in the, one of the new spider-mans right yeah and he was great yeah because i cause saw he, a scene he, of it he was just spent fantastic and now he's back as batman so what are the odds that like <laughs> what are, comedy well, brings couple... him yeah i mean brought him back well, that's funny. You said you brought up Michael Keaton because I had him on this list. I got a list thanks to the the richest.com. These are actors, some actors that you might not have known did stand up. And Michael Seriously. Keaton was on it because I, along with a lot of people, did not know Michael Keaton did stand up until that comedy store. Yeah. 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 And I knew that before the documentary, but until I saw the documentary, that's when I realized like how funny he actually was and that like, they yeah. were like, kind of like, no, he was just like making it up on the spot. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Like a, a, a like a Rory Scovel type. That's crazy. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like an early Rory Scovel. Yeah. Uh, but Steve Buscemi did stand up. No way. Yeah. He said he surprised. did not do it well, but he did yeah. do stand up. He was in the new, the seventies, New York scene, but he was in all like Sandler's movies. You know, like he's in yeah, uh, Mr. Deeds. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it kind of makes sense now. Yeah, he was the homeless guy in Big Daddy. He'll always be the cousin on Sopranos to me that doesn't end well for him. I don't know why no, that's the role. I, don't I, always think I don't know if I got that far into Sopranos to see that. Um, Thanks for that. Sorry. <laughs> you can assume most people like it hasn't been out for dies. thirty years. Yeah, right. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. They all die. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you. It's uh, like what happened on the departed? Just two people make it out. All right. What do you want? It's not who you think. Uh, uh Ron Perlman was a, a stand-up before he was an actor. I could see that. I could see that. I wonder that. if he was yeah. angry. I wonder if he did angry come. You ever come home and your wife yeah. <laughs> I could see wife hasn't being, finished dinner. I can see him yeah. being like a Chris Porter type. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else we got? Tom Hanks. 
I did know he was a comedian. I didn't know he was a stand-up. Yeah, he did stand-up. Because I know early him. on, yeah, because I know early on he was doing a lot of like sitcoms, and he is the one movie, the one show where, oh, what's it called, where he and the other guy were pretending to be women the entire show. Um, but I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. I've never actually seen it. I just know that was like his like big break or something. But yeah, I, that makes sense to me because I knew he was a comedian early on. Because like um, Big is a comedy. Yeah. Turner and Hooch I, was a comedy. Yeah. And he's got in his serious movies, he has that little comedy touch to it. Like how mm-hmm. many funny moments were in uh, Castaway? Yeah, right. Where he's just talking to a volleyball the entire time, which <laughs> is basically like an open mic. <laughs> yeah. Simon Pegg. I can see that, you know, com- comedy that doesn't movies, surprise but, me at all. But it's just yeah. funny he did stand up. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him actually do the stand up. Right. Based right. on like what his movies are and what they've written together. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Talk about canceled people. Kevin Spacey was a stand up comedian. Kevin Spacey was a stand up comedian. That would be interesting. Yeah. Let me read what they said about him on this. Yeah. Let's uh, do. Kevin Spacey is perhaps surprisingly one of the greatest mimics out there. His impressions of Johnny Carson and Jimmy Stewart are impeccable. His Carson imitation is as good is so good that many believe he is the only choice to ever play the king of late night if a big screen biopic is ever made. This must be a little bit old because it doesn't yeah, sound yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, canceled yeah. yet. I what I'm taking out of that is I'm surprised there's no biopic on Johnny Carson already, but I guess Fair. that's what if it was in the works when all that went down? Who would be who would you cast to play him? Johnny Carson. I and this is I'm talking start to finish, all of his divorces, all of everything he did. So start you know not, not just I like think, you know I think could play it phenomenally, yeah. but he's done so much other things. I don't know if we could take it would Jim Carrey. Oh, that'd be a really good choice. I would be okay if they had like two or three people play him as it went through the years. Different years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Jim Carrey would be really good. Yeah. I just think he could nail his uh, mannerisms. And... But there's... But you don't think he'd overdo <laughs> there's it? There's a long though? list of people I think yeah. Jim Carrey could play, though. So that's that's probably not fair. I think Jim Carrey playing Rodney Dangerfield would be really cool. I'd be, Yeah. Because yeah. he like came up with him like like he's open for him and he knows yeah. like those little intimates and he's yeah. as Jim's getting older he's getting those deeper wrinkles you know so yeah. I think he could like... you think Tom Hanks could play Carson? No, nah, I think he's too old. I think you need to get what someone about a little Colin bit younger. This... Yeah, but I wouldn't watch it. You don't like Colin Hanks? I don't hate Colin Hanks. I just like never. I love Colin Hanks. Yeah, I I don't have anything against him. I just never have been like, oh, Colin Hanks is in this. Have you seen Pieces? Uh, what is it? Life in Pieces? No. That's Go watch Life in Pieces and see if it changes your opinion of Colin Hanks. I'm not saying anything wrong about Colin Hanks. I'm just saying he, he becomes more of a must-see in, in oh, your okay. eyes. I would, for Carson, because there would be a lot of opinions on this. Yeah. Like, I could see Letterman coming out and being like, you guys chose the wrong person. <laughs> Because you know what, know what Hollywood would do is they're gonna choose like a Tom Holland, yeah. You know because yeah. that's the new thing is that that's how you get your Oscar is if you're in a biopic, right? Yeah. Like I don't know if you saw the Elvis one; it should not be nominated for any Oscars, but it is. And so I, you know I how think they're... many movies are, man. Yeah, I well that's true, but yeah, I would see Hollywood doing like a Tom Holland or something, 
But in reality, (laughs) give me Tom Hardy as John Carson. Honestly, like that'd be a very different role for him. But wouldn't be. (laughs) Oh, actually, though, the guy that was in uh, what I'd always forget his name, but he's also in Warrior. The other one, the brother, the other one. Um, it's a great actor, really diverse roles. He would be fun as as Johnny Carson. Yeah, I just don't remember his name. So, you and that's also why I want him. Yeah, I also <laughs> want him because I don't remember his name. But he's he's great. He's, he's good in everything he does. <laughs> Nick Nolte. Yeah, it's Nick Nolte. Yeah, but Nick Nolte and that thing that they're going to use for um Harrison Ford. No, I know you're talking about Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. God, I think he'd be fun. He'd be a fun I, Carson. I think he could do the eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we're uh, the next guest coming up is a uh, wonderful man. Out of, uh, oh, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. I'll be Carson. There you go. That's how you there get your Oscar. But that's also something that would be really fun is who would play who. You know, because you got to have everybody there, right? Yeah. Who's the so, comic that you know? And it's got to be an older comic. Who's a comic that you know and you've watched them enough? Like if someone was like, "We're making a movie about a comedian. You're the star. Who are you playing?" Oh, God. Um, well, I couldn't play like the comics that I could say, like, I know in and out. I could never play them. I don't think. Yeah, I think like, I could do John Panette. OK, I could maybe do. I say nay, nay. I could do Shane Bianchi. <laughs> I could play Shane. Well, that's a couple um, of years before Shane blows up. And I'd have to be younger. Yeah, I'd have to be younger. But well, so that's the thing is like I like I like worship Gary Goldman. Right. And I know all of his stuff, but he's six, eight. He's well, Jewish I mean, and he has dark, dark, yeah, dark black but that hair. Can get, you, know? you can get around all that. I, how you get, are you going to make? I guess you can. You can feel. Come on, Hollywood magic, baby. You oh, Gandalf. Know, you know Hollywood magic. You know, no, no. Who would I love to? I would love to play, and I think I could probably do it if I really put the time and effort into studying the mannerisms. Because I'm actually that is one of my rare talents that I don't utilize because it's weird because people love impressions. Yeah, but I can't do like a good voice impression for most people. Yeah. But I can pick up mannerisms very well. Uh, okay. See, I can, so I can. I might not get your voice right, but I'll get your cadence right. Yeah. See, I can do the cadence and the mannerisms, but like the voice will be close yeah, enough yeah. that you just kind of go with it. I just can't but, find my voice like that. Yeah. See, I, I, I got, I'm, I'm, you hear this is one even. This is it. This is what yeah. you get. And I'm always blown away by people that can do actual voice impersonations. But yeah. But before, because like, well, how do you I, hear it? That You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what I've always understood is. Obviously, you hear yourself differently than other people hear you. Yeah. So how do you hear it? That correlation between what you're hearing, and what people are hearing when you're matching your voice to someone else. That's that's the the roadblock I can't get past. Well, and I also feel like before I say what I was going to say, but I feel like that was sort of a problem with Jay Farrow at, at SNL in that Jay Farrow is an incredible voice impressionist, but he doesn't act and he doesn't really capture the mannerisms so like when you have old snl where like dana carvey's playing every president or you know whatever it is those guys did the voice but they also embodied them you know and i feel like jay Farrow didn't have that yeah like i feel like jay Farrow didn't have that extra step to i think that's what i think that's what austin uh or aries spears had he could do the you know, like that video of him doing Jay Z and Snoop Dogg and LL Cool J. He, you see him switch into, into those the character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but before I get too sidetracked, yeah, I would love to take have the chance to play Steve Martin. Oh, that'd be oh wow, 
Yeah. That would be if I could like wow. have a dream role yeah. and a dream it would be Steve Martin from cuz I that is like that So I would say when I first started comedy, um Gary Goldman was the first comedian I saw that I went, "Oh, that's sort of how I want to do comedy." That's how yeah. I want to write. That's like, you know, and I just saw the way he did it. And I was like, I don't want to do crowd work. I want to write stories. And, but he also like, we're very, very different. Like I'm almost strictly a storyteller and Gary's like, he sees so he sees the world in such a different lens, He does. but Steve Martin's book. And then just listening to all of his albums and all, like everything he's done, watching the jerk, everything. That was like the first comedian that I was like, this is the career I want to have, you know? And I got you. Very different, but I like I worship Steve Martin. I think he is just my all time favorite of anybody. I think yeah. it'd be that to me. That's Brian Regan, what you just described. Yeah, but I think it'd be like I don't think I could pick up like that. He he does a lot of like. You know what I think you could do if you, because your voice I think matches, but all we'd have to do is get you on a ton of cocaine. Okay, but I think you could do Sam Kinison. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So I had a beanie the other day. I was wearing a, a a beanie, and I went up, and I don't feel like anyone got the reference. But I was like, I was like, someone's probably like, who let Sam Kinison's hipster son up here? Uh, they're all like, they they're all like, who the fuck is like, Sam huh? Kinison? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny that he's becoming like a like a we're like the last comedic generation. I mean, I'm sure there's younger guys that are Dude. students of comedy. That know they obviously know Sam Kinison and 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 um Hicks and everything, but I've never read about someone's death and been like gotten goosebumps more than oh yeah. But the, when like, he looks if up, you get, and, if y'all get a chance, yeah. re- read like you can find it anywhere on the internet. You can find like just the account of people that were around him when he died. Yeah. it'll send goosebumps down here yeah yeah it's yeah, crazy yeah that's definitely worth checking out uh, that always trips me out man like that we'll have to do a whole episode because i got a bunch of stuff on like you know comedics take on the afterlife and things like that you know like now oh yeah a lot more more mainstream with stuff like that show uploaded where you upload your conscious to a the internet and you just live forever through that so uh, i think there's a lot of stuff uh comedians have touched on like i i think it'd be a fun episode to dig down yeah i think so i i was nervous you were saying like i want to talk about comedians that died too soon and i was like well, <laughs> what are we, we going to do like six we're we doing like a six episode series like jesus um but on that i did i actually recently heard that like maybe someone killed chris farley and oh wow and, and i was like who would want to kill chris farley and there's no way he knew anything about the government <laughs> Yeah, like every account from Chris Farley. That if comes anything, like, like someone he was partying with robbed him and killed him, like that could be the only thing. Sure, I if you see. told me that, uh, and they and then they like they over like they put more drugs in him to make it look like an OD. Sure, yeah. I would believe something yeah. like that. But just from every account that Sandler says and Mike Myers says and Spade says, people couldn't they save just, him. They couldn't save him. They just kept saying yeah. like, and and he knew it, and he knew they couldn't save him, and, and and he just you know couldn't get out of his own way, and it's unfortunate, and you know it's a cautionary tale for anybody, really. Yeah. And his cautionary <laughs> tale was Belushi, but he do you think do you think so. Kevin James has a as big a career if Farley sticks around? I think he would have to do something a little different. I love Kevin um, James' first stand-up special. Yeah, I think I think he's I think fine. He's, I mean, I've never man. really thought that the two of them were 
equals. I've always considered them set very separate entities. I just feel like he kind of slipped in that role. Well, he also went straight into TV, whereas Farley was already doing movies. Right. I'm just know? thinking these Adam Sandler. Do you oh, think, like Adam Sandler's movies. Do you think like? Because Kevin James isn't in Happy Gilmore. He's not in Billy Madison. Fair. But I was thinking maybe yeah. Chris Farley got even bigger than that and wasn't even in the Adam Sandler movies because he's still doing, you know, Tommy Boy 7 or something. Oh, know? I know. I mean, you, I, I feel like Chris Farley would have had a similar career to Mike Myers where okay. it was like there's like a 10 year period where it was just like whatever you do is gold. He, those 90s comedies, man, are just untouched. Well, and then Shrek. I mean, Shrek is. That's but Chris Farley was supposed devastating. to be That's devastating yeah. to find that. Yeah. Out. Yeah, so I guess, like, yeah, I think Chris Farley could have become, I mean, I mean, but he was already, like, that's that's what that's kind of crazy, is, like, we were so young, yeah. we didn't realize how big Chris Farley actually was. I just love those movies. I love Tommy yeah. Boy, I love Black yeah. Sheep. I just Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would have been big. I don't think he and Kevin James would have intersected, but I do see your point about, like, grown-ups and... Yeah. Like and now, Chuck and Chuck and Larry, but see, I honestly couldn't see. I couldn't see Farley playing that. I think playing Kevin Chuck James and Larry because it I think it, it would have to be Kevin one. James. Yeah, 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 no, I, yeah. yeah. Okay, now you're talking me into. Yeah, I think yeah, him and Spade would have kept doing their own thing. Maybe I, I think so too. I think because that's the combination that really worked yeah. is that very dry, no movement Spade, and then the like. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe maybe that's the 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 answer. Spade doesn't join up with Sandler. He does the Farley thing. So yeah. But then you what, have to ask, what would Chris Farley have contributed to Joe Dirt? <laughs> and like, what did we miss there? Because I mean, he stole the spotlight as the bus driver in Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> wondered, did they make him look like that? Or was that towards the tail end, and he just looked that awful? God, I hope they made him look like that because he looks abysmal. Yeah, like to a yeah. point that you almost go, "Is that Chris Farley?" But I mean, we've all—I say we've all—we've all been well, on yeah. crazy weekends where on Sunday we're like, "Oh, oh you go man. to that? You go to the um the Jeff Toy episode? Which I look episode like is hell." That? Which what was the, what was going on in Will Abel's life to make you? Look that like was that? when I like lost the phone. Oh. <laughs> And my parents were in town, and I got, and this is back when when Brandon was drinking, and we just got yeah, just obliterated. Much. Yeah. And then you were like, "That was our first time doing like an episode at 10 a.m." And you're like, "You're gonna be good for 10 a.m." I remember you saying that to me. You're like, "You you sure you're gonna be good for 10 a.m.?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll be fine." And then I remember like, "Thank God that was a episode where Jeff just did all the talking because we just had to hear this <laughs> That's hour and crazy story. story he had. Oh my God, dude." And I was in the, I was in the, this was like me being hungover and watching a comedy, like, like what's turning on TV and like drinking yeah. water and having a coffee. I got to do that and said it was Jeff's story about the Chappelle stuff. Well, that's funny. I mean, the great segue, because that's what made me think like that was my introduction into comedians getting bigger things is the Chappelle yeah. show. Cause yeah, killing them yeah, yeah. softly is one of my favorite specials of all time. Like I've mm -hmm. watched that probably more than any other special. And then to see him get a TV show on Comedy Central when Comedy Central was Comedy Central. Yeah, it was, it was peak. Yeah. It blew my mind. I mean, I would say Comedy Central, like, that's what's funny. I said Comedy Central is at its peak, but I mean that as, like, content that was worth watching. Because stand-up specials on Friday nights. Yeah, yeah stand-up specials. They were showing old episodes. It was half of hours. Yeah. Like, like um, Late Night with Conan was had episodes on it. And, like, sure, they, they've still done great shows like Broad City and Workaholics and stuff like that. 
but it's just not really that like was comedy also central shows, the way we knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And those shows were boosters for comedians. Yeah. Like, exactly. Hey, we got a show. Here's boot. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just yeah, say, like, we loved your I, YouTube series. Let's make it into a series series. That was, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know, man. You hear about all these development deals and then you don't see anything come of them. Yeah. But Chappelle's also kind of going back to our, the old guys coming back and doing comedy again. And like, obviously Chappelle's become a bit controversial and, I personally do not watch him as a stand-up comedian. I watch it as a one-man show, kind of like you know. I just haven't personal. watched it in a while. I just haven't. Yeah, I I haven't watched any of the new stuff because I'm just like I want to laugh and I want to. I I don't need the philosophies. Yeah. Because, like like I'm not really getting up there and talking about my philosophies in life. But you I, know mean, what I mean, it follows because I mean that's what Carlin did. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Look, and like I, I completely understand. It's just but, Chappelle saying stuff we just don't want to hear, <laughs> right? And whether you like him or not, Bill Burr's doing philosophy, but he's also he's also he's saying funny stuff as hell. But also, yeah, but people, yeah. you know, he still has a group of people that are very upset with what he said. Same sure, as back in the nineties, people, you know, yeah, Carlin had trouble. People didn't like what he was saying. Yeah, I know. So you do look at certain things. You go, well, like I, then, I struggle with that. All the time, man, where, yes, I want comics to do better and not talk about things that upset people and hurt people. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, that little comedian in me is like, but we should be able to talk about it. <laughs> so I, I, don't, hey, look, I don't know if you, the, the, the I mean, I, I said I was going to talk about philosophy, but I do think this philosophy is valid for comedy is like for anyone saying you can't talk about anything anymore. It's just not true. You can talk about anything you want as long yeah, as you know that there are. Well, I was going to say that, that, you know, there's consequences to uh, your actions yeah. and your well, words. I mean, you can also get away with it a little bit better if it's funny. But if you make it funny, <laughs> yeah, you get away with it. Like, I think if you if you if, if you take Bilber and he does it Chappelle style where there's not a lot of jokes in it, it's more just like his thoughts. I don't think <laughs> Bill's doing as well as he's doing. Yeah. But Bill makes everything very funny and he's got a very natural personality and all that good stuff. So but yeah who is your favorite comedian turned big actor besides steve martin i like what rory scoble's doing yeah. um because yeah, he's yeah. doing a lot of different things and he's showing he has a lot of range like there's certain roles he takes that are just very much rory scoble but he is doing some some new stuff which i, I like i had to think who is my favorite comedian turned actor I mean, Kevin Hart's funny as funny as hell. I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but he his movies are all so funny, and so he's yeah. been doing that right for sure. Yeah, I don't know that that'd probably be it if I had to think. I mean, I wouldn't consider Bill Burr like a full time actor by any means, and like someone with like someone like Tiffany Haddish, I've always considered her more of an actress as opposed to. Um, is like she out of the? Guy. Is she out of the woodwork? Is she? I mean, she is a stand up comedian. People but, were mad at her though. Is she good now? Uh, what'd she do now? Well, or what'd she do in the first place? She got in trouble for basically grooming these young kids to do funny stuff that got inappropriate. What? I did not hear this. This one missed the rumor mill. Yeah, go down a wormhole. It got it got hush hushed pretty quick, but I don't I but I don't I'm wow. choosing in twenty twenty three to not we'll stay out of that continue further because I don't know all the facts. Sure. I wish more Let's people see. Would do that. I don't know. I feel like a lot of my favorite comedians aren't moving into acting or whatever else they want to move into. I feel like they're all going into podcasts. Yeah, I mean, that's... and it's 
and it's podcast first and stand up second or vice versa. But yeah, because like you know, a lot of the guys we know here locally, it's just podcast and stand up, and that's it. Um, and I feel like the guys that are act, I mean, you know, like I I knew I didn't know I'm, I don't want to put that out there because it's a lie, but Pete Davidson and I were doing New York shows around the same time when I first started, and back then he was hysterical. Like when he was like 20, 19, 20 years old, he yeah. was hysterical. And so that dude, I am happy to see all the success that that 19, 20 year olds having, regardless of this whole like Kardashians and Kanye and all like that. I'm like, I mean, whatever. would you not do the same thing if you were in his place? I don't think I would get into that. The Like, uh, why look, not? You want to talk about the one Illumi- shot at this stuff, man. You want to talk know? about the Illuminati? Let's talk about the Illuminati for a second. <laughs> Kardashians are the Illuminati. <laughs> so I'm not, no, I'm just, I'm not getting involved in that. So I don't think I would have, plus I'm not, uh, there's just no, I'm not, a, no, I'm not getting involved in that. There's just no way. That's fair. It's just not happening. I just but, know if you get, if I'm 25 years old and I'm a millionaire and you're telling me I'm one of the funniest people in the world. Sure. And Kim Kardashian wants to have sex with me. I don't know if 25 year old me would be like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you put 25 year old, will I'll raise you. I, I think all those are great. My favorite comedian. And I'm just so happy to see him. He's bulking up. He's getting leading man roles is, is uh Kamel. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love seeing him getting some stuff going from that show that he had with, uh, was it Jonah Ray? That big show. Yeah. Talk about Comedy Central and Comedy Central is Comedy Central. They would show it on Saturday. See, okay. Night. So on that note, some people I think that some names you want to like pay attention to and um I think are uh gonna be someone you can see soon is uh Ian Lara. I want to see him like get into okay. some movies. Like his HBO special is great. And he's like a comics comic. Just yeah. did the work. Did you, and so I want to see him move into acting. Did you see that that uh Russian story from Burt Kreischer is being a it's a movie? The trailer dropped. So uh, uh, not gonna lie, as as looks done. pretty great. <laughs> I What's will be looking that up as soon as I'm done. From Home Economics is playing Kreischer, young Kreischer. He was on Modern Family. He's done a couple stuff. Um, oh, okay, okay. Great, great comedic actor. Let me find his name real quick. Playing, playing young Kreischer, which. Van Wilder's based off of Burt Kreischer, so right, right, right. It's almost like does Ryan Reynolds make an appearance? Because without Burt Kreischer, do we have Ryan Reynolds? Jimmy Tatro. Oh, okay, yeah. He is the young Burt Kreischer, and I'm excited about it. All right, I'm watching. I'm gonna have yeah, to watch this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I'm not a, like Burt's stand up is all personality, you know, and that's not. I my like him as comedy. a person. I don't like, but I love him. I love him. Yeah, and just talk about like I talk about someone's career that I would love to model myself after. You know, he's got the successful podcast. He's got a funny cooking yeah. show. Like his YouTube is. And he just has the fun. blueprint. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so Will, what you got coming up, man? As you get ready for this special. Well, we got Stone Cold Sober coming up next Friday, Ooh, March third, here in Nashville. Third, coast. got a great lineup for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I got some shows in Chattanooga. I'll be at. Uh, you'll be with me, actually. We'll do Hutton and Smith, Excited and uh, going to be going back to Huntsville for Maggie Myers, and I'm going back to Chattanooga again for uh, JJ's Bohemia. 
And I got a couple more things coming up, but the special is March 23rd. If you're in town in Nashville, get your tickets. They're available now. And if you want to, Jesus, Davey, my cat just made a, made a run for it. But uh, if you want a cat, actually, it, you can, uh, I got a cat for sale, $6,000. $6,000. Yep. $6,000 is an adorable cat. Uh, he will wreck your podcast and wreck your apartment, but he's yeah. very cute. What do you got awesome. coming up, Drew? Um, I will be at the Bowery Vault March 1st for their one year anniversary show. Uh, we also got Stone Cold Sober March 3rd. And then I got a little North Carolina run. I'm doing Patty's Pub in Fayetteville, North Carolina, March 9th. And Cornelius hey. Studio 13 in Cornelius, North Carolina, March 10th. With Jesse. Both of those will be with headliner Jesse Jones doing a little run with my check out old the, Wilmington guy. Check out the former episode with Jesse Jones. Yes, go check it out. He, he's a, yeah. His uh, bourbon podcast is taking off. Um, phenomenal yeah but yeah subscribe to uh, uh project nerd check out all their great content hit us up on all our social medias uh links to everything down below and more importantly you know just stay tuned we got some great episode ideas coming your way some some guests and a lot more will and drew so keep it locked in we'll see you next time on my funny friends Did Project Nerd make that?